here we are. Yep. Couldn't figure out if it was recording or not there for a second, but we're live. <laughs> What's up, Dan? What up, Ben? How's it going, man? Good. Ben. Uh, we're back, back in the basement, the uh, the internet basement. Dude, chilling, Ben, chilling. Um. All right. So, what uh, what do you want to get into tonight, Dan? You want to get into some Tigers baseball, a little Tigers baseball preview? Yeah, we can do a little Tigers baseball preview. They got the opening day for for Tigers tomorrow. Okay. Um, just came off a nice little uh, road trip. Didn't start too hot, but uh, ended up beating uh, or winning the series in Houston against Houston, which is nice little steam coming back to Detroit and starting the home stretch. Um, yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with the way that they played against Houston. I think they got some of these young bats that are starting to to make some noise, which is good. Uh, Torkelson is one of those young players that we drafted. Yeah, he's a rookie last year, our boy yeah, Torkelson. So he just had a rough season, I think, his first year. I'm hoping he can bounce back and have a, have a good year this year. He plays first base for the, the Tigers. And, uh, yeah, we just definitely need his bat to, to be hot this year, especially with it being Cabrera's last season. And it's like his uh, farewell tour. I guess, uh, man. Get that contract off the books. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably still be paying it for a while, but I know yeah. this is his last uh, season playing. So um, so they're two and four so far. Not a hot start. Yeah, not a hot start. But the two games against uh, Houston, I'll tell you what, man, you're talking about the World Series. Houston sure. Astros. That's they true. Just came off winning the World Series. So That's true. I, I like that. Like that they can come out and get that get those dubs. So what are we looking what are we looking for from Tigers baseball this year? I mean, you you talked about they got to pick up the hitting a little bit, got to score some runs. How's the pitching look? Pitching's not that great. Um, we got <laughs> to be competitive, man. We got to be competitive. I don't anticipate the Tigers are going to finish um, and make the playoffs. I I would be happy if they could finish around five hundred. I I'm more or less anticipating like a. <sighs> I don't know, 72 and what is it? 72 and 88 or something like, I don't know how sure. many, however many 162 games is. Yeah. 72 um, and 88. That works out. But yeah, I'll tell you what, those, uh, those rules that they did update, um, for oh, the, the pitching clock, the pitching clock has been making games so much faster. Yep, It's insane. I think the Tigers finished the game in like two hours and 14 minutes the other day. Dude, that's awesome. It's unreal. How about the uh, – you see the Max Scherzer? He's throwing the pitches to his catcher now. Oh, yeah. He's, like, calling the pitches on some remote control thing yeah. that's on well, they, his arm. Yeah, to, to stop the cheating, they allow uh, pitchers and catchers to do remote control communicate, I guess. I'm not really sure how that works, but – Yeah, it's just, like, a signal. It's it's. I think it's, like, a beep or something or some sort of, like, vibration. Like an earpiece they have or it vibrates? I think it vibrates. Like if it's like vibrates one time, it's a fastball two times or something. I don't know. I kind of want to look into it because I think there's a few different kinds that guys have. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it looked like, yeah, yeah, it almost looked like a little keyboard. Yeah. Like a mini little keyboard that he's got. Yep. So, um, but what what I'm trying to understand is like, okay, you can call the pitch, but where are you calling the spot you're trying to throw it to, right? Yeah. So what, I don't know. To me, what happens if you want to wave it off? Does the catcher got to type in the code again for the next pitch? <laughs> I think there's some guys that just like have the, you know, this is the pitch I'm going to throw no matter yeah. what you call. Right. So, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, there's, there's always, they're always finding ways to make modifications about uh, uh, the league. I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, third base coaches and runners start to, you know, do a little bit more of like, okay, 
go on this pitch or stealer where hey we're doing hit and run yeah um i don't one of the weird things to me is they got rid of the shift right well the the shift is gone and then one of the other rule updates that they had is pitchers can only pick off twice in uh like as as a, a runner, runner's on right so if i pick per, off twice wait, per runner per runner i believe per runner I per know, pitch I, I gotta look up, okay i gotta look up i gotta look up that rule specifically but it's, i know there's a limit to how many pickoffs you can have i, I want to say it's per runner um but yeah dude so i, I feel like stolen bases are going to be way up this year hits awesome. are going to be way up runs are going to be way up i just think they're trying to make the game more exciting and the game's shorter it's shorter more exciting more run scored i mean think about how powerful baseball was in like the 90s right they didn't have the they didn't have uh the shift that wasn't something that happened so there's so many more runs scored yeah um granted yeah you know steroids was a thing back then, so <laughs> i was gonna say that, they, they got rid of the shift because they couldn't bring back steroids legally yeah so i mean i don't know it's it'll be interesting to me i think there's a lot of uh upside to seeing how some of the guys perform this year one of the other guys i really like to watch is riley green um you know he's he's played uh center field for the tigers and he's another young guy great bat he's he hits lefty he had hit a couple home runs i think in that series against the astros but uh yeah man it'll be interesting to see what happens javi baez needs to shorten up his swing not try to hit a home run every goddamn time um it'll be nice to and I'll be, I'll be honest, like I got season tickets this year to uh, try to go, get to as many games as I possibly can just to see Cabrera before he uh, hangs it up. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. Looking forward to going to some games. And I actually think I have some extra tickets that I uh, want to shoot uh, you and Katie's way for in, later on in, in the month. All right. You guys are looking to go to a game. I got some extra ones. So. Yeah, dude. Love to hit up a game. Do see, yes. Go see the Tigers. The, the, the LT Grays. Um, all right dude so masters coming up who you got masters dude yeah i actually i uh i'm in a master's pool and uh i actually selected uh a guy from like each of the tiers um i will talk to you about who i selected um by the way did you real quick side note did you ever um you know see or did you ever uh put the the um ncaa tournament into any uh pool brackets or anything like that yeah we had it in my one family pool online i haven't checked it though you think we did pretty well i mean i i finished first in two different brackets that i put my really <laughs> yeah, let's dude. go yeah winning bracket um, picks from the I'm basement like, boys Two hundred fifty bucks, man. Dude, UConn. That program's gonna be good, man. Yeah, they are. Nice. Dude's got them rolling. Yeah. You ever been to? So, so stores, Connecticut. Another side note. Reason they're good at basketball is because it's the only thing on campus, man. Only thing there, dude. Football's played like ninety miles away or something like that. It's where they play their their football game. So it's just like yeah, cool little campus with basketball arena downtown. Yeah, I'm. I saw UConn's campus when I uh, went to a business meeting. Okay. I actually flew to New York and then drove to Connecticut. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty, pretty campus. I went to a nice little taco place not too far. Yeah, it is a nice campus. Yep. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Um, 
but yeah so speaking of the other pool uh for the the masters i actually yep. did you did you watch any of the par three today no i did not so as part of like the master masters tradition one of the events that they have is the par three competition where i mean it's kind of just like a fun event i don't think any of the guys really ever try to win it because there's like some stigma behind if you win the par three then you don't win the masters so okay um lots of times guys get uh you know no score because they end up letting like their kids hit a putt or gotcha like their girlfriend just a fun time wives hit a putt. yeah it's just a fun time it's just like a whole family event and they they've expanded it quite a bit actually to allow more fans to come on and watch yeah um but yeah it's really cool because it's all, the, all it's like nine holes of par three guys are just trying to throw darts in there there's a couple hole in ones this year i think there was a guy who actually went hole in ones on back-to-back holes which is really fucking impressive. All right. Um, so I was invited to one of these master's pools. What's the, stra- okay. what's the strategy on these things, dude? I don't do golf betting. Well, it depends on how, how the, the pool is structured. Um, typically what it is is like you select the guys and you want to have like the lowest score between the guys you select. Okay. So they'll have like different tiers. I think what they did this year, um, because they included um, all of the – I mean, it's, it's a big, it's a big group. So there's six different tiers that my pool is split up into, right? They do like the top 10 guys and then they do 11 through 20. And then they do, uh, you know, 30 through 40 and then so on and so forth. So like there's a pool of like 70 something players or what have you. And you pick a player from each one of those different tiers. Gotcha. Right. You can only, you can only select one guy from each of those tiers. And then what you try to do is get the lowest score. Gotcha. So you got to get the hot golfers from the different tiers. Exactly. And that's how you so win. what happens though, is like, if a guy misses the cut, you get like a positive number added to your score, which yeah, is it's bad, bad, bad news bears. You just want your guys to be low scores under par. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the guys that I selected this year, I'm, I really, really would love to see Rory win the masters because I think that's like one of the only ones he's got i think that might be the only one he has to win in order to get the career grand slam okay he is yet to win the masters and I so he's hungry he's got so rory sitting at number three on the vegas odds yeah so he's number two in the world right now okay scotty scheffler and scotty scheffler won the masters last year so he's the returning champ um yep scheffler's the favorite and then it's john rom and rory mcelroy are tied actually at second yeah best odds. So john rom is number three in the world um and he i mean he's been pretty hot as of lately too a lot of people are saying that when you look and see the players who've been winning a lot lately all of them are using these new um callaway uh woods this par- this, yeah so this driver is called like the paradigm oh the paradigm shifter the paradigm shifter i like yeah. it what what is what is so special about these clubs? It's like it's like the new hot driver on the tour right now, and a lot of guys who have been winning have been winning with that. So uh, John Rahm uses it. Um, Sam Burns, who just won the um, are they the Dell the Dell match play? He, are they out driving everybody, or is it just an accuracy thing? I think it's like a consistency thing with okay. the driver, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're they're consistently hitting the ball more accurate and longer. The um, paradigm. Is, yeah, the paradigm. How much do you um, think a paradigm costs? The What's a set of paradigms cost? Like, well, the, the driver itself probably costs like almost 800 bucks. Holy. 
I think it, after you get it customized with like with like a nice shaft. I want to say like right now it's like six ninety nine or seven ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> it's expensive. Dude. That's a lot of money, man, for a yeah, golf it's a club. A lot of money, a lot of money. But I mean, those guys they get all that shit for free. Oh yeah, I'm not talking about the pros. I'm just talking about for like Ben Weston thinks he like might get a little bit out of his driver this year if he's got the old paradigm. Eight hundred dollars later. If you wanted to go get the same club that they're using and get it customized to fit you, it'd probably cost you six hundred, seven hundred bucks. Damn. Yeah. They're right. not they're not cheap, man. Like, yeah, I, I didn't think it was gonna be cheap, especially if everybody it's probably the hottest club out there. Everybody wants one. Yeah, and it's like every new driver that that comes, I mean, it doesn't even matter if it's Callaway, like Taylor made their newest driver, that stealth, whatever, stealth two. That thing's fucking expensive, probably six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah. It's like probably get a you could probably get a good one for like five ninety nine. It's like the worst time of the year to be buying hot golf clubs too, as we come into golf season. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta wait till the off season to get the good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no. So I really want Rory to win. I picked some other guys too that, you know, I'm hoping will make some uh, head noise. Um, I picked Sam Burns, who's another guy, he's like a top. He's a top uh, 20 guy in the world. Um, okay. And then this other guy who uh, played really well at the um, the Players' Championship, his name was Min Woo Lee. Okay. His sister is, like, the best player on the LPGA. Oh, yeah, okay. From, yeah, so he's from Australia. Um, he's, pretty, he's pretty solid. And then I picked a couple other guys that probably not big names, but, uh, you know. Got to get those tears in exactly right you gotta get some of those guys um but their world rankings i think they got the a shot guy that I have, the only guy that i have that's outside of like the the top 50 is this uh mito pierre Pereira. Pereira. i can't say his last name but he's the one guy who i was he's like yeah this is kind of a reach but he makes only, a cut so what i what I, the, this pool that i'm in is like for all of the majors it's called like the majors pool and so you can only pick guys one time uh for each of the majors right so i've i've selected certain guys that i had first uh for the first uh majors which was that players yeah players uh championship and now i've selected the guy for the masters so i won't be able to select them again for the other two majors oh dang your hand cuts a little bit it's all right dude well i hope you do well thanks man yeah i'm gonna give it i might give it a shot we'll see um all right, you gotta, dude. You got to pick your players before tomorrow, man. Oh, yeah. Starts tomorrow. Okay. Well, maybe I'll get into that tonight. Yeah. You got to definitely make those picks tonight if you can. I get think, those picks I think, in. Did you? I think Logan might have sent me something. Is that who you were talking That's about? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I got the same email. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think I might do that too, actually. Same. I don't know how his is set up, though. Maybe we can take a look at that. Yeah. We can dig into um, it. Um, all right, dude. Let's, uh, let's move on, though. So, what else do you want to talk about tonight? You had Vegas Underground and Bricks. Yeah. So, dude, did you hear about, I, I I mean, this was something I just recently learned about. Um, internet's got some crazy shit out there, but I heard <laughs> that there is like this secret underground community that lives under Vegas in these like abandoned in tunnels. tunnels. Okay. So like people have been living under there for quite some time. And supposedly one of the random facts that I heard was that they actually have like their own language really yeah whoa um some have lived on there for a decade or more 
dude, there's like okay, so each tunnel has its own customs and rituals and unofficial leaders. Yep, there's a king down there. Really? Yeah. So there's I I found this article. It's like 20 secrets about the people living under Las Vegas. (laughs) Right. There's there's hundreds of people under the Las Vegas Strip. That's number one. They can you can't see them, but they can see you, which is really creepy. That is creepy. What the hell? How can they see us if they're living in tunnels? They just pop out. I see you, (laughs) dude. It's like I feel like they should make like a scary movie about this. (laughs) They should. The tunnels are actually the tunnel people. They're what? So I wonder how the tunnels are actually storm drains. Storm drains. Yeah. Yeah. But Vegas doesn't get storms. Yeah. So many are gamblers who are down there on uh who are down on their luck. So they've just like, damn, lost all their money, and they're like, I got nothing else. I'm going to the tunnels. Yeah, the tunnel people um, will accept me. Yeah, um, the people in the tunnel could lose everything they own when it rains. Yeah, I was gonna say, what happens if there's a big storm? Do you just get flushed out? Exactly. Yeah, they use uh, carts to bring things to their underground homes. Sure. Uh, the tunnel dwellers create makeshift apartments. Okay. Oh my god, this is so weird. Oh my god, they're pregnant women and children underground too. Yeah. If you have hundreds of people, well, I guess I wouldn't assume that there's pregnant women and children, but that's not that surprising. Uh what film star Jenny Lee lives down there? Who's that? Who's Jenny Lee? No idea. She lives in the tunnels though? Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh my god, dude! It's just kind of creepy, man. Like thinking about like people living under, under Vegas like that. Yeah. Even those who don't want to leave are afraid to leave to return to a terrestrial plane. That was far more traumatic and harrowing than anything they see in the tunnels. Wow. So it's really just like homeless people, kind of. It's like a homeless community type thing. It's somehow supported by just Vegas generally. Can you not hear me anymore? No, I can hear you now. I couldn't for a second now. Oh, my God. Some tunnels are four or five feet tall, but many are cavernous, 15 feet or more from top to bottom. Dang. Well, Dan, do you want to go visit the tunnel people? No. Why? Next time you're in Vegas, stop by. That sounds terrifying. They probably want to like eat me or something. You think they're cannibal tunnel people? Some of them probably could be, you know, <laughs> there's hundreds of people down there. Maybe. I feel like they get, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it'd probably be dangerous from like a, you might get robbed uh, type of situation. Well, shit. Speaking of that, did you hear that the uh, the CEO of uh, the Cash App guy got stabbed? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Francisco? Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Don't stab um, people. Well, let's, I mean, not going to any better news, but did you hear about this whole <laughs> BRICS thing? Yeah, let's talk about the BRICS. So uh, China signed some sort of deal with Russia. Was it Russia, India, China, Brazil, and South Africa? Correct. And yep. I think the thing they signed has something to do with they're going to create a BRICS currency. They're going to create a currency that's going to be like their world currency that they can use to trade sure. and do all their other shit with, mm-hmm. which is, in my opinion, kind of detrimental to the U.S. dollar in many ways. That might be, yeah. 
Um, India, I, I think, is the one that said they were going to stop trading with the U.S. dollar and go back to trading rupees. I think until they figure out what that BRICS currency. Figure out the BRICS. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing that was really interesting, I think, that kind of correlates to this whole you know movement that's going on there is that China also was integral in um, creating a peace treaty between Saudi Arabia and um, what Yemen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you see that? I did not see that. No. Yeah. So that to me is just like there's a lot of stuff going on. Well, I mean, China, China is trying to assert their influence on the globe. I mean, that's no secret. Yeah. This is part of that. Uh, I mean, the U.S., as far as the reserve currency, I mean, it's, you know, long term, you know, maybe something like the the BRICS currency will overtake it. But I think it's we're talking about a long term thing there. We're not talking about something that's going to happen overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, it also there's other things that happen when the dollar weakens and stuff like that. You know, you may see more manufacturing come back to the United States, stuff like that. Which I guess wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. No. So it's not like they're, I don't know, from my perspective, it these things have long, long time horizons and, you know, shifting economies, stuff like that often adapt and deal with the dollar weakening and strengthening and, what that means but over i mean the the you can go through history and the reserve currency of the world changes over time i mean it was the british pound forever it was a dutch currency for a while yeah so but i mean in the most recent history of the u.s i mean it's it's been the u.s for quite some time you know? yeah i mean it's been the u.s probably since you know at least post-world war ii yeah so yeah, man. I mean, I mean, it's all about strongest economies, though. So, where where are you, where are you most confident as far as where you want to store your your value, right? Yeah. What economy are you most confident in? What currency are you most confident in? So. Yeah, I think what's interesting to me is that uh, you see, you know, Russia playing nice with these other powerhouses that. Uh, well, I have to. They're at war with Europe. <laughs> I know. It's just it's it's insane to me because it's it's like almost this creation of this BRICS is kind of it's almost like it's creating this other power roster that is going to combat against you know the EU and the US. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's that's probably their goal. Hoping that it doesn't lead to like more wars. Oh, you think I'm? Yeah. I mean, I could, it could, I think it's like diplomatic economic war type stuff, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how Putin does in Russia here. He's kind of the world war gets tartar <clears throat> world war next world war starter guy on the stage right now. So yeah, um, either him or China. Yeah. Well, China and Russia, I, yeah, people don't realize how much of a border they share. Yeah. That's, they that's they like just, a huge one. yeah, they just came. Like they just settled peace in like, I want to say it was like 2010 or 2008 or something like that. Yeah, pretty recent. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, man, I just I wanted to chat about it for a second, just get your thoughts and. Yeah, 
I mean, I think it's it's a thing. I mean, it's like that. Have you looked into China's Belt and Road Initiative? No. What is that? Oh, man. If you're worried about bricks, look into their Belt and Road Initiative. China is trying to create a worldwide energy grid that, uh, and basically trade routes that recreate the old Silk Road from China into Europe. What would that mean, though? That's just more economic power and influence. More trade. I guess. Yeah. Um, Some more trade with Europe. Yeah. I mean, their, their goal is to kind of have basically be able to travel from China up into Europe. Yeah, dude, here, I'll share my screen here. I'll show you what their, their little, uh, their plan is. Yeah. Look at this. I don't know. This is all in German, but green is the railway line. Um, blue is an oil pipeline. Yellow is a gas pipeline. Square is a port. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to reach out and touch somebody. And by somebody, it's the world. Yeah. I think one of the things that worries me is that, you know, you, you look at all these countries that are part of BRICS as well. I mean, there's some major players that are in the oil industry as well. And if we're losing out on having deals with these folks to it could really affect the American economy, not even from like the, the dollar perspective, but how we get some of our other resources. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, these things are all like, I mean, that, that belt and road thing, I think is like a 2040 plan is what they're, you know, these are all long-term things that, yeah. that China's trying to do to continue to grow and, and kind of assert their power over the world. But the U.S. is still, you know, still number one. And we're going to be there. You know, China will probably pass us. They will pass us at some point as far as their economy size. But, yeah. you know, it's not like the U.S. is going to not be the U.S. from an economic perspective. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about it too much from a short-term perspective. Long-term, yeah, I mean, it may lead to some conflicts, but. I think we'll get it figured out. Yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I choose to be optimistic about stuff like this as far as pessimistic. Like, yeah, let the Chinese do their thing. Like, I mean, there's been periods of American history where we've turned inward and sort of, you know, self-isolated. Maybe we're going into one of those periods. I don't know. But um, I mean, it wouldn't be I, I think that it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've got some stuff that we could do better here at home. Certainly some improvements we can make some things you know some infrastructure we could do some uh, building of type of thing yeah i feel like if we spend less money on the world we could have more money to spend because how much how much money of our budget was you know sent to countries outside of the u.s right yeah to help I mean, aid and do other shit yeah but that's that's i mean that's what china's trying to do right i mean the, yeah. there's benefits there for us as far as you know trade and um you know security goes yeah um yeah dude i mean that was all really i was uh i don't know if there was anything else that you had that you want to talk about uh, let me see if i got some notes here just random things that i've been uh random things that you've been typing out or just taking a look uh, at. popping into my head Um, 
Oh, dude, did you see the that the women's college basketball had more viewers than any NBA game this season thus far? Really? Yeah. Good for them. Dude, I just think there was so much attention around some of these, you know, big name players. I think that one, whatever was her name, Caitlin Clark. Yep. She uh girl from Iowa's baller. Yeah, the girl from Iowa's street baller. That chick from Maryland who went to LSU, Crystal yeah. whatever. Yep. She's she's really good, dude. Is I was she? pretty impressed watching. I mean, I watched that game. It was it was pretty entertaining, I think, for the most part. I think it was uh interesting to to see so much attention on that. I think just because of uh you know it was weird. There were some interesting comments made by uh, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, about uh, how she wanted like both teams to come to the White House, where it's typically only like the championship <laughs> nice. team. Yeah. And the LSU players were not happy by that comment. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> yeah. So they were just like, yeah, we're not going to go. We're just going to go see the Obamas. <laughs> yeah. No, screw that. We don't need to bring yeah. two teams. Um, it's not how and- this works, Jill. The comment made by uh, Caitlin Clark was like, oh, yeah, I uh, I don't agree that we should, you know, go to the White House. That's typically only like the championship team that goes and does that. And yeah. LSU no, players like, well, we don't even want to go now. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, there was I think there was some talk about like, oh, there was some. um unfair sportsmanship or something just because the LSU girl was like making the you can't see me hand motion in front of her face like the John Cena thing okay and it was just like Caitlin Clark did that like the game before in the semifinals against uh uh South Carolina and like people were giving the girl from LSU a bunch of flack and the girl from Iowa was like listen like it's all part of the game like it's competitive thing like no one should be giving her a hard time for doing this like it's not like it was like not like unprofessional or yeah i i don't know it's there's so much there's so much hypocrite hypocrisy is that the word yeah hypocrisy 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 there's so much hypocrisy in in the u.s i feel like yeah so i saw something on that and it seemed to me that it was just like one of those stories where people talk about it as if it's a thing but it's really not a thing Exactly. And, but when they're talking about it, they're saying it's not a thing, but they're also talking about it and bringing attention to it and making exactly. it a thing. And it's like this weird thing that the media does nowadays where they like focus on something and say like, oh, people shouldn't focus on this while focusing on it. Why? Are, yeah. Why are you guys making Very it? bizarre. <laughs> people do it for clickbait, man. They, they do. do it for attention. Oh, man. The clickbait is bad. The clickbait is real bad. Um, Internet's not real, man. The dead internet theory, Dan. The internet died. <laughs> or maybe it's dying. Uh, all right, let's do a Lions mock draft. Lions mock draft. Let's do it. All right, dude. So first pick went to the Panthers, and they picked Bryce Young. Will Levis, quarterback from Kentucky, went second to the, the Houston team, whatever the hell they're called. Will Anderson uh, went to the Cardinals. C.J. Stroud to the Colts. Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback, to the Seahawks. And now we've got Detroit on the clock. Big board says Jalen Carter, Anthony Richardson, or the tackle from Northwestern, Peter Skaronsky. I feel like you got to go with Jalen Carter. You got to go Jalen Carter, right? You got to beef up that that defensive line. 100%. If that dude's on the board, he gets drafted. 
Yeah, you gotta take him there. All right, so then we got we're back on the clock at eighteen. So then it went Anthony Richardson went to the Raiders. And you had a wide receiver going to the Falcons, Quentin Johnson, Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback, going to the Bears. Eagles took a defensive lineman. Texans took a tackle. Texans, sorry, the Titans took a tackle. Texans took an edge. Jets took a edge. The wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigma, went to the Patriots. And then a safety went to the Packers. Katie says hi. Cornerback uh, hey. to the Redskins. What are they called now? The Commanders. And the defensive lineman, the Steelers. All right. So we're on the clock with the Lions. This will be the last pick we do. We'll just do the first round. We'll do those first two picks. We got Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah, and Joey Porter Jr., your boy. I like Joey Porter. Dude, we got to go Joey Porter Jr. here, right? I feel like we got to go him there, right? Yep. If For not, sure. You say Devin Witherspoon was already taken? The guy from uh, Illinois? Yes, he was. He went like okay. right before the Lions first. He went like fifth overall. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, dude. So I like that for a first round. I don't, the second round, I've never even heard of any of these guys. I don't know if the you. The reason I really like Joey Porter Jr., I'll just say this. His dad is not going to let him fail. Not going to let him fail. His dad is going to like be there kind of like pushing him and like making sure that he has like a like a long career i feel like and i feel like he's got a lot of people in his corner i just would love to see him i liked watching him play at at penn state 6'2 198 yeah tax receivers at the line of scrimmage same way his father strong, attacked strong offensive kid. tackles had a career year this past fall allowing only 143 yards in 10 games one of the yeah, most dude. one of the most consistent cornerbacks in college you'll see uh establishes this is all from pff by the way yeah. Great at establishing leverage on wide receivers at the line. He has uh, the ability to get and maintain contact with receivers and will play in the NFL, according to them, which, yeah, of course, is going to. Uh, allowed 68 yards on 106 snaps and press coverage all season. Um, Yeah, so he's a press corner. I mean, I like that. Yeah, get a big, nasty, mean corner. And Jalen Carter, let's go. Let's go. Dude, they're going to be good. Lions super playoffs. Put your future bet. Put your super win the NFC North. Put your Super Bowl future bets in now for the Lions. Yeah, what like what what is their what is their likelihood to win the NFC North? They got to be the favorite, right? Uh, I they have to. The, it's them or the Vikings. With Aaron Rodgers leaving, dude, we're gonna dominate the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, so Captain overrated. Kirk. Let's see. Second in NFC North odds. Apparently, the, the Vikings are going to be the favorite. I'm putting money on it right now. Where's my Where's my bet? Bet. Where's my betting? Bet those Lions aren't going to win the NFC North. Yeah, I'll take that bet all day. Let's see. According to this, they have the fourth bet's odds to win the NFC overall. So, no, they are. No, never mind. They are the betting favorites to win the NFC North. What are their odds, though? Plus 150. Then the Vikings are plus 270. Packers are plus 310. And the Bears are plus 475. 
it's kind of sad that they have the Bears behind the Packers, even though they lost Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Packers have a better just general. Has Rodgers even been released yet or has he been traded yet? I don't think so. But the Packers have a much better, like, they have a much better roster top mm-hmm. to bottom than the Bears do. Like, their defense is good. Their offensive line isn't terrible. It'll be interesting to see an NFL without Tom Brady and if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers. Yeah. The old guard is almost officially changed over, man. That Phillip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers era. It's almost all gone. We're on to the Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Huh? What do you th- what are your thoughts on this whole Lamar Jackson situation? So uh, uh they just don't want to I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea that you're not gonna pay Lamar Jackson a billion dollars a year and screw the rest of your roster. Yeah. Um people were saying, Oh, if you're the Lions, you gotta take him. No, 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 you do not. That's yeah. dude, you're gonna no. Agreed. I don't agree there. I mean, unless Unless they're going to do some weird, I mean, he, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just don't like, what did Jared Goff do to lose his? Are they saying he might go to the Lions? No, people are saying, oh, the Lions should take him. The Lions should trade their picks. No, no, no. You you take. Dan Campbell was like. No. You take Jalen Carter and Joey Porter Jr. and get some 100%. D. Yeah, and just be stacked as hell. Pay them their rookie contracts until his rookie contracts expire. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna—he's just gonna want too much money, man. It's that's the problem. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Are they? Are they saying he's gonna have to? Oh yeah. Well, no, they franchise. They gave him a tag, right? I'm like a non-exclusive tag. I did they? Yeah. Yeah, non-exclusive franchise tag which means uh, other teams can negotiate with him until he signs the tag, but and maybe match or they, maybe they don't have a, maybe that's what non-exclusive means. They don't, they can't match or I don't know. Uh, I just don't see the lines trading for him. I can see him signing him if he's a free agent, but not trading for him. Yeah. It's just, you're, you're just going to have to give to, up too much and then you're going to have to turn around and pay the guy a whole bunch. So you're gonna have to give yeah. an, you're gonna have to give up front and back end assets that for a quarterback. I mean, he's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but I think he plays for. He's got to play for Baltimore, right? If he doesn't go to Baltimore, where are his top places he could go? Well, that's the thing. You'd have to you have to have a a team that's willing to trade for him. Texans. I don't know if the Texans. Their roster is so terrible. So supposedly, as of last week, Lamar Jackson requested a trade. Yeah, he can request it all he wants, but if if he can't find a team to actually get trade for him, if for something the Ravens are willing to give up, then he's he's already been tagged by the Ravens. He's gonna play for the Ravens. Yeah, he's twenty six. I mean, yeah, he's in the prime of his career. I just don't like the trade for him, man. I don't either. I don't like having to give up assets, and I don't, you know. I think that you'd have to give up way too much in order to get him, and you don't know how good he's going to be at this point because of how much time he's taken off and the injuries, and it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, how did he play last year? 
injured pretty early on, I thought. Week 13, sprained his PCL. And then he missed the rest of the season. So the Patriots, the Colts, the Falcons, Commanders, the Vikings, all places that are supposedly potential landing spots. So he went out in week 14 of 2021, missed the remainder of the season after he got hurt in week 14, and then 2022 missed the remainder of the season after he got hurt in week 13. Just like guys like that who rely primarily on their legs, you know, it's just. Kind of reminds me of like an RG3. Yeah. I mean, RG3 was his backup there for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely better than RG3 was, but RG3 did have that rookie season until he got hurt a lot. He blew out his knee, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, dude, he got his new toy fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. It's just, I don't, I'm not a big fan of giving up a bunch of assets to get a guy who's most likely going to be injured and you have to build your whole offense around. Yeah. So, if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, you've got to bring in Jared Goff at that point, and that's a different style of offense you're just come changing up the team completely dynamic if you're... right and the lions already have a good thing rolling from last year with their offensive right. style so i don't if it ain't broke and seems to be getting better i don't think you gotta plug lamar jackson in to fix it agreed so 100%. i wish lamar jackson the best of luck man i hope he is able to get traded somewhere but I think like what we just went over with him being hurt, the ends of both of last seasons, you know, the last two years, he's been hurt at the end of the year. That's yeah. tough. That's a tough sell. For a guy you got to build your whole team around. What? So we got, what, three weeks until the draft? I think so, yeah, something like that. Yeah. End of this month. Yeah, I think it's like April 24th or 27th. April 27th, yeah. That'll be yeah. a good time. We'll see what, a lot see what happens. Uh, yeah, I just hope the Lions, like, dude, if they could do that mock draft we just did, chef's kiss, baby. Put some salt on it. Kiss. Mm, that looks delicious, Brad Holmes. A little bit of, a little bit of. I have to get me one of those Lions grit hats this weekend in Detroit. Grit. <laughs> the grit hats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's Motor weird. City Dan Campbell, man. Guess what? Knee biting is it doing I his want thing. A shirt that says, I like to bite knees. I like to bite knees. <laughs> <laughs> Better hide your knees, boys. Better I'm coming for them. Hide your knees, hide your thighs. I'm coming biting. Uh, all right, dude. Anything else you want to run through tonight? No, man, I think we uh, hit some good stuff. All right, brother. Well, uh, I'll see you Friday. Yeah, call me or text me when you guys are coming into town. Yeah, I'll uh, let you know when we leave uh, Brooklyn and start heading towards Detroit. All right, brother. You guys travel safe. We'll see you. Will do, man. See you. All right. Bye.